You're listening to the North Parkway Podcast, weekly talks designed to help you take the next step in your spiritual journey. You can learn more about our church at northparkway.org. And if these talks are helpful to you, consider using the link in the description to give. Your financial support helps us continue to make great content. All right, well, that's enough intro. Let's get to today's talk. Uh, So the other day I was shopping, and I always make a list when I go shopping, and the list has a couple of regular uh, elements on it, things like taco seasoning and ground beef, things like milk and cereal, and of course, Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its are awesome, I love them, Um, and so I I was in a hurry the other day, I was shopping, and I went to grab the Cheez-Its, put them in the cart, I got home, and it wasn't until I had arrived at home and a member of my family had already opened the box that I realized what a tragic thing had occurred. I thought I brought these home, okay? These are original cheeses, okay? These, you may not realize, will be served at the marriage supper of the lamb along with Dirk's brisket, okay? If you've ever noticed that Cheez-It sounds a lot like Jesus, okay? Not a coincidence, okay? I love Cheez-Its. What we had was white cheddar Cheez-Its. White cheddar Cheez-Its are not real Cheez-Its. It's like you took a beautiful, wonderful thing and then you coated it in this bizarre white powdery substance that makes it taste different. And, uh, and I was so disappointed because I was looking for the real thing and I got a close proximity that was a fake. I went, as I was preparing for today's talk, I, I thought, I wonder how many alternate reality versions of Cheez-Its there are. So I went to Cheez-It.com. Yes, there is a Cheez-It.com. Um, here are just a few. This is a non-exhaustive, but uh, a list of a few of the flavors that they have. Extra toasty, extra toasty cheddar jack, extra cheesy, extra big, white cheddar, pepper jack, cheddar jack, whole grain, Italian four cheese, hot and spicy, reduced fat, buffalo wing, Scooby-Doo, 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 puffed, snapped, grooved, duos, snack mix, to name a few. Wow, there are a lot of different kinds of Cheez-Its. The problem is, for me, there's only one real cheese, and it's the original one, okay? If you guys like extra, I I heard like an amen for extra toasty. That's okay. We'll pray for you. Um, (laughs) It's probably a Cubs fan. So uh, (laughs) we're going to have fun today. Here's here's the thing. Why are we talking about Cheez-Its in church? Here's why. Here's why. Because just like there are many different versions of Cheez-Its that look kind of like the real thing and taste sort of like the real thing, but they're not the real thing. In our world, there are many different ideas of who God is. We heard earlier about some who are completely different than our idea of who God is. But even among Christians, there are a lot of different versions of God, a lot of different alternate reality almosts of God. And the problem is, if you have an incomplete view of God, you're going to have an incomplete amount of help carrying the burdens that you walk through life with. I want to help you so you don't get stuck in that. Now, let me give a quick disclaimer uh, and a little shout out to Max Lucado. Uh, The series that we're in called Traveling Light is 
based on and inspired by a book that he wrote, fantastic book that I read called Traveling Light. Uh, you can get a copy of it, like we said earlier. We've got some print copies. If you like that, you can actually buy one and take it home. You can order it on Amazon. I have the digital version on the Kindle. Uh, fantastic stuff, and I want to give credit to Max uh, for his great insight into this dynamic that we have. See, we, we tend to walk through life carrying burdens, carrying mental, emotional burdens, things like regret, things like doubt, things like grief, things like loneliness. And we have all of these things you don't always realize when you're walking through life that you're shackled with, that you're burdened with these heavy things. Now, last week we talked about this idea that God would like to take your heavy burdens and trade them for something that's much lighter, the, uh, the burden of serving Jesus as Lord. Uh, God would love for you to walk through life with a light load and not a heavy load. But in order to do that, you have to hand stuff off and you have to trade. And the problem is, as we go through life, there are a lot of people who have an alternate view of who God is, and it affects what they're able to hand off to him. See, some people have a view of God that's sort of like a genie. Anybody recognize this? You know what this is? Any Disney fans, you know exactly what this is, right? Okay, let's take a quick poll. Who was the better genie, Robin Williams or uh, Will Smith? Okay, good. We're almost done evangelizing all of you. I am encouraged. My heart is blessed. Robin Williams was, okay, that's, all right. But you guys know how the, the idea of the genie in the bottle works, right? You find this bottle, you rub, you rub the lamp, the genie comes out and says, I will grant you three wishes, what would you have me do for you, right? And the genie does the stuff that you can't do. And sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes Christians, American Christians, have a view of God that's Something like the genie who comes out of the bottle. I'm going through life, I'm doing my regular stuff, but every once in a while I run into something that is impossible for me to do. It's too big for me, it's too hard for me, and that's when it's like, where did I put that God genie? Oh, that's right here. Oh God, I need you to fix my problem. Oh God, please don't let me get foreclosed on. Oh God, please let the thing come back, not cancer, right? And we have these things and we say, okay, when I need a miracle, I go and look for the lamp. The rest of the time, it just sits over here next to my Cheez-It box and it's, it's a nice decoration in my house. Sometimes we have an incomplete view of God. Now some people see God sort of like a genie. Some people have a, a different view. For some, God is sort of like the kind, sweet old grandpa, Okay? This is, this is Grandpa God. How are you doing this? Okay. What did you say, Grandpa? Okay. Did you take your medicine today? Okay. Um, sometimes we have this view of God where he's, he's sweet and he's kind and he's so gentle and he loves you so much. And if, if Grandpa God takes you to Dairy Queen, you can get the triple scoop with all of the chocolate on it that Mom and Dad won't let you do. Any grandpas or grandmas in the room, have, uh, you operate with the, the, um, the Dairy Queen rule, right? When you're, here with, when you're here with Papa, you get whatever you want, right? I see a couple Papas shaking their head, right? Okay? 
And we love the idea of the doting, old, kind, sweet grandpa in the sky. The problem is that he's very old and kind of frail and kind of tired. And so we realize that he's nice, but if I actually need stuff done, I'm going to have to count on myself to get stuff done. He doesn't actually change stuff anymore. He just kind of has a big Dairy Queen buffet for me in heaven when I die. Sometimes we get a weird idea of who God is. And then sometimes we, we have this different thing. Sometimes we see God as, uh, as sort of the busy business dad here. Okay? Sometimes God is the business dad and uh, we know he can do all the, the genie stuff. And we know that he loves us and he's sweet like grandpa dad. The problem with business dad is that he's working four different jobs and traveling across the country. And every once in a while he's home and we get to see him. And we're like, hey, what's up, dad? I have all of the stuff I need. He's like, oh, sure, son, let's throw the baseball, right? And then you go out and you have dad time and then he goes off again and we see him again in a couple weeks. And the problem with all of these is that they affect what we're able to give off to God. Now, I want to be clear. No matter what you believe about God, nothing you believe about him will change in any way his capacity to carry the emotional burdens that you walk through life with. Feelings don't change facts. And the fact is, God is all-powerful and he's all-loving and good. They don't change his capacity. What they change is your capacity to hand stuff off to him. It affects how much you can give him. And I changed, and guys, thank you so much on the screens. Let me give you a fill in the blank that I simplified for you, so you're just going to have to listen and write it down. But in your notes, write this down. Limited gods give limited help. Limited gods give limited help they can only do so much and they can only do the amount that you ask them to do limited gods give limited help let me show you how that works okay so you go through life and without realizing it every morning you wake up and you get ready for work you get ready for school and you start picking up stuff you start picking up these burdens, these things that, like we were talking about, the uh, loneliness and regret, and you start picking up these mistakes that you've made, and you're, you're, you're just trying to get through life. I'm going to step off screen. Don't panic. Okay? And, uh, and you got this. Oh, man, this one's really actually heavy. Yes. I picked the wrong one. See, I, met, I did, made this mistake last week. I was carrying golf clubs around, and I'm like, this week I'm getting the empty ones. <laughs> it's not empty. Okay. So here's what happens. I'm walking through life. I got all of this stuff. And the guy on the stage says, God will carry your burdens, brother. And you're like, that sounds good. I want God to carry my burdens. But limited gods give limited help. They only help with the things you offer to them. And so let's say that your idea of God is sort of like the genie in the bottle. Most of the time you're doing stuff and every once in a while you just need him to pop out and do a miracle and sing a show tune. Okay? Every once in a while, here's the thing, write this down. You only give the genie things that it would take a miracle to move. Because that's his role. He does the miraculous stuff. I got the regular stuff. 
I just, I just need him to do the, the like, okay, this one's heavy, right? So here's what happens. If God's a genie, you're going through life, you got all of this stuff, and you realize, this is going to just wear me out. This is too much. God, I need you to carry this burden for me. And so you hand off the really difficult thing. You're like, whew, okay. Praise God, I'm living free, I'm burden free, and I'm not. I handed off the big thing that's obviously too big for me, but this other stuff, I'm like, oh no, this, I got this, right? The genie is only there for the miraculous. It, it makes me think of this. Put that up on the screens. Anybody old enough and cool enough to recognize what this is? Those in the room, I'm sorry, you can't see it from home. This is a game genie. It was made for the original Nintendo Entertainment System. And here's how it worked, okay? The, the old NES, you had these cartridges you plugged in and it played the game. It's like a giant memory card, guys. It's like a humongous 1980s SD card, all right? Uh, and so what happens is if you were a kid in the 90s like I was, you could beat Mario 3, but Mega Man 3 was really hard. I kept dying on the boss, and so I found out about this thing, Game Genie, and what happens is when I get stuck, and I go as far as I can, and I can't get any further on my own, I plug in Game Genie, and I put in a code, and all of a sudden, my robot guy has infinite lives, and infinite energy, and infinite ammo, and he can jump like the whole screen, and wouldn't you know it, with Game Genie's help, I can beat Mega Man 3 too, okay, sometimes, when you focus so much on what God does for the big things, the miraculous things, you lose sight of the fact that he also wants to help with the stuff that seems everyday, that seems ordinary. Because here's the thing about the burdens that you carry. Most of the time, you're not even aware of their effect on you. And God wants to remove things that are wearing you out you don't even realize. You gotta move past just the God who does miracles. Now sometimes, Sometimes we're walking through life, let me get my heavy stuff again. Sometimes we're going through life and you hear this and you're like, okay, I know that God wants to help me, uh, but you've got this view of sort of the grandpa God. He's nice and he's sweet. He just doesn't actually do much anymore. He mostly sits on the recliner and watches golf and then falls asleep, okay? Because golf is a great way to fall asleep on a Sunday afternoon. If you need a nap, just turn on, sorry, if you guys are golf fans. Hey, I fall asleep during football and I love football, Okay. Here's the thing, write this down. You only give the grandpa things that you could probably carry anyway. Because you're not actually expecting him to do anything miraculous. Right? Here's what happens. You're going through life, oh, this is so heavy. But God can help, and you're like, oh, grandpa, um, okay, right. So, I tell you what, these keys are really like, I have five keys on here that kind of have, would you hold that for me? Yeah, okay, there, okay, hopefully that's not too much. All right, Grandpa, why don't you just hold the minimum, and I'll oh, get, okay, I got this, right, I'm tough. Uh, okay, I'm just in it until I get to be at the grand buffet with Cheez-Its with Jesus in, uh, in heaven. Okay, because here's the deal, here's the deal, here's the deal. If you've asked for big stuff before, and God didn't answer like you thought, it's easy to come to the conclusion, oh, he's not into doing that miracle stuff anymore. And you end up, like I have been at times, you ever have this, where you end up praying safe prayers? Sometimes we get this view of God as the grandpa, and we pray very safe prayers. What do you mean, Chris? I mean prayers 
that if you're honest with yourself, you know that if he answers them or if he doesn't, no one will ever really be able to tell the difference. Prayers like, God, I pray for traveling mercies. Now listen, I pray for God's protection when I travel, but I also realize the likelihood of me dying, driving to Aldi and back is like almost none, okay? So if you get there and back and like, well, it must have been God. Yay, he still does good things, right? God bless this food. Is there really a high percentage that you're going to get salmonella from that broccoli? Probably not. Or if you're like me, sometimes it's this. Somebody's going through a really hard time. And instead of praying, God, completely deliver them from this situation, heal their bodies completely, Lord, just help Frank. Just help him, Lord, okay? I don't even know what that means. So if God answers it or if he doesn't, I'll never know because we're concerned about grandpa God has got a reputation to keep and if I ask him to do big stuff, he doesn't come through, he looks kind of bad. And a limited God gives limited help. Now there's this third one. I need to make sure I get my keys back. Ha! I'm going to get locked out of the building later. Have to call John to come back. Help! Okay. We also have this busy dad deal. And, uh, and here's the deal. The busy dad, we know he can do the stuff, but write this down, okay, in your notes. You only give the busy dad things on Sundays. Okay? And the rest of the week, you just forget that he's there. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Um, when he's got your attention and you've got his attention, it's good. And, and if you're sort of in the busy dad mold, man, you were singing with all of your heart and we were singing. And when you're here in the room, it's like, man, God is good. And you're filled with faith and you're doing all of the things right. And you come to the busy dad and watch this. You come here and you're like, oh God, you're so good. You're so strong. I'm gonna give you my regret I'm going to give you my self-doubt. I'm going to give you, Lord, my, my guilt, my grief. I'm going to give it all to you. All to Jesus I surrender. And you put on the, the Jesus' you know, light burden. You're like, man, God is good. Let's go. You want KFC for lunch? Let's do it. Praise the Lord. Okay. I wish that the Lord's chicken was open on Sunday, but I understand why they're not. Okay. Chick-fil-A, by the way, in case you didn't know. That is the Lord's chicken. Okay, it is a blessing. Okay. I'm really, <laughs> what's gotten into me today? Okay, so you do this on a Sunday, but here's what happens. This has been some of you, okay? You have a great experience here. You're like, man, God is good. I'm gonna tell all my friends. And then at some point, about halfway through the week, without even realizing it, you look up and you're like, man, I know God is good, but I just feel so heavy again because... I gave all the stuff to him on Sunday, but voila, it's halfway through the week and I found new burdens. And they're right here back with me. And I don't, I don't even think to come to him in the middle of the week and say, Dad, I need your help. Because I'm like, well, Dad's at the church. I got to wait. Pastor's got to like pray over me. I need the prayer team to like do the prayer stuff for me and get some oil on my head or something to get this stuff off. You don't realize that you can come to him at any time with any of your stuff. Incomplete gods give incomplete help. This is why it's important that you know who your dad is. So I want you to write this down in your notes. Okay, Yahweh is your shepherd. Yahweh, what do you mean? If you're new to church, okay, you maybe you've never heard that term. 
I'll explain it to you in a moment. It's important to know who your shepherd is. We're following Psalm 23 as we look at this function of God stepping in to help with the burdens that you go through life with. And the very beginning, you've probably, many of you guys grew up in church, you've heard this psalm a lot. You probably, like I did, you just buzzed right on past the beginning without realizing how vital it is that before we look at all of the functions of the shepherd who guides us through life, it's important that we have the right view of who this shepherd is. David says in the very beginning, Psalm 23, 1, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. In Hebrew, the word he uses is Yahweh or Yahweh. It depends. Nobody was actually around with a voice recorder to listen to how they pronounce that stuff. We're making our best guess. Okay. Yahweh, the Lord, is my shepherd. And it's important to realize that David had a lot of different terms at his disposal that he could have used to describe who God is, who is his shepherd. He could have used the Hebrew term El Shaddai. Some of you guys have heard that before. El Shaddai means God the Almighty, right? I'm thinking like flexing both arms here, right? The all-powerful God is my shepherd. That would have been a pretty good way to start something about a dude who carries my burden. But he didn't use that. He, he could have said El Elyon. That means God who is the most high. The God who is above it all. The God who sees it all. The God who reigns over all. He could have said the God who most high is, is my shepherd. And he would have been correct either way. Okay, Genesis 1.1 says in the beginning God, that's Elohim. Okay, that's the plural for this idea of powerful God. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And we begin the Bible with this idea of God as a powerful God. God as an out there, distant, somewhere God. God who speaks and everything is created. This is cool. I'm going to talk about this in a sermon series in January. But it's so cool I couldn't hang on to it. I just, this has nothing to do with today, but maybe somebody needed this. Did you realize okay, that in the beginning of our space and time, that everything that exists in the entire universe was all consolidated into an infinitely small, infinitely hot one point when God began creation. And I was listening to a podcast about that and about like a millionth of a millionth of a second after God said creation be, everything in the universe was contained in about the size of the big marble. Right, the marble when you're playing marbles that you actually do, you have to consider this is how amazing this guy is. He created everything, and for a moment, which could be infinity for him if he wanted it to, everything in the entire universe was the size of a little marble. He's big, he's powerful. That would be a cool way to start talking about the God who carries my burdens. But he didn't say that. He said Yahweh is where did that term come from let me show you exodus chapter 3 13 so this powerful god had appeared in a burning bush to moses and he said moses i have a job for you okay god spoke to andrea and said andrea i have a calling for you i have something i need you to do for me well god came to moses and said moses i have a job for you sir i need you to go over to egypt and tell my people who are slaves to the egyptians 
that God has heard their sufferings and he wants to deliver them into their own promised land. And Moses replied in Exodus 3.13, Suppose I go to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you. And they ask me, What's his name? What should I tell them? Okay, Should I say, El Shaddai has heard your stuff and come to help you? Should I say, El Elyon has come? Should I say, Elohim has come? What should I say to them? And God says this in Exodus 3.14. He said, I am who I am. This is what you must say to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. I am is kind of a weird name. And remember, we've talked about this a few times. In this culture, in this time, somebody's name is more than just a label. The name describes their character. The name encapsulates everything that is about them that makes them them. God said, let me describe myself in a term. I am. I am. And that means a few important things to you when David says, I am, Yahweh, is my shepherd. First, it means this. Write this down. I am reminds you that God is consistent. Not, I used to be this way. Not, I'm going to be this way. I just am. God is literally the same because he created our universe, because he was outside of it, and he said, universe be. And it was a marble in the size of his hand, right? And then it was the size of a, a, an orange, and then the basketball, and then the universe. It's still expanding. God exists outside of our space, outside of our time. And so from whatever point in the human timeline you look up from humanity to God, he's exactly the same. And it's important, I want you to miss this, it's important to know that you have a consistent shepherd because your journey will be really inconsistent. We're going to go verse by verse through this whole psalm, but some of you know it really well. Okay, David the psalmist describes life as a journey and it's sometimes life is good, I'm, I'm, I'm living with plenty, everything is working right, the car always starts when I turn it on, the, every time that I, I go to play softball my team wins, okay we need more of those, you know, let's get that going on. But everything's good. Other times in life he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death and it's like I'm one breath away from ending it all and it's important to know that it's the same shepherd through all of life's ups and downs he is consistent he said i am is my shepherd here's here's what else that reminds you of write this down i am reminds you that god is with you listen to what god says to moses a little bit later uh after that encounter with the bush Exodus 6, 2 and 3, God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty, but I didn't reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. He said, there's something unique, Moses, something I want you to know. See, we learn this, Moses is kind of an example in the Old Testament of what God wanted for everyone. The Bible says that God spoke with Moses face to face like a friend speaks with a friend. And this, this 
unprecedented access to the divine came with a title, I am. I am with you. Whatever you're going through, I am with you in the middle of it. It's important when you come to hand off stuff to God that you understand who he is. Not I I used to be with you, not I used to listen to you, not if you jump through 17 hoops, then I will be with you. He said, I am. In life's highs, I am. In life's lows, I am. In the confusion, I am. At the beginning of your story, I am. At the end of your story, I am, I am. Yahweh is your shepherd. And I know, some of you guys, you may be here and you're like, Pastor Chris, I love you. I know we've got some folks who are brand new to Christianity. I'm glad you're teaching them today. I already knew all this stuff, okay? I know, I know who God is. Yeah, I know, I know. But in the moment, there are times when you know here you don't really know enough here. Mike Tyson had a really interesting quote. Probably not going to hear Mike Tyson quoted from a church stage very often. But he said something and I thought, wow, that's so, that's so true. He said, everyone has a plan. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Okay? Everybody walks in thinking, I got this. And then when the fight starts, a lot of times that plan goes right out the window okay can i share something with those of you it's okay mature christians who know this stuff okay let me just share this with you i buy cheese it's all the time i know the difference between real cheese it's and that fake junk and don't even get me started on aldi brand cheese it's i love aldi but those are not cheese it's an abomination okay i sorry aldi I love Aldi, except for fake Cheez-Its. Okay, here's the deal. I know what this is. I don't need someone to say, now listen, son, when you go to the store, get the one that says a real... I know that. But I walked into the store, and I was busy, and what did I do? I just grabbed something off the shelf, and I put it in the cart, and it wasn't until later that I realized I grabbed the fake. You need to understand this, okay? You have to rehearse, write this down in your notes, last thing. You have to rehearse and remember who your shepherd is. Because in the moment, it's really easy to grab the wrong box. Okay? And even if you know right now when you're sitting and everything is calm, when you get to the middle of the week and you're feeling that thing pressing on you, it's easy to revert to a subset, a partial view of God. And you got to stock your whole shelf with these. You got to remind yourself, you got to reinforce that mental pathway because let me tell you that if you've ever trained someone in sports, you know this, okay? Okay, elbow in, this down, wrist this way, knee bent, right? Some of you guys are golfers. You know, and you could describe to somebody the perfect golf swing. And then about halfway in, your muscles are doing something weird, and the wind is blowing, and the other guy already made the, the thing, and you're like, I got to catch up, and like, oh, what time is it? Okay, and you, and it, right off to the side. You got you to gotta stockpile your mind. You got to stockpile your faith. You have to rehearse and remember 
who your shepherd is. I love that God can do miracles. I love that when I need him, I can come to him. I love that when I get stuck, I can say, God, help, and he can do things that I can't do. But if the only time I come to God is when I need a miracle, I'm missing so much. Because I am is about more than just the big stuff. He's here for the little stuff too. He's here for the small and the mundane stuff. And I love the idea that God is good and I love the idea that he loves me, but if I only pray safe prayers, if I only give him the stuff that I think I could probably handle anyway, then I suffer through this life and one day I'm going to be sitting at the buffet table with him and he's going to shake his head and he's going to say, Chris, why did you struggle so much? I told you I would take care of this stuff for you. Why didn't you just ask me? And I know that God is good and that I can meet him on Sunday, but if I forget that he's exactly the same God in this room right now with the guy on the stage, he's exactly the same God on Thursday evening when they got the report, and you're like, I don't know what to do with this. He's exactly the same, and your access to him is not unique in this room. It's not as if you have a thinner ozone layer of spiritual pushback that I can get through God through the bubble in church and I can't at home. He's this, I am. He's consistent through all of the times, through all of the scenarios. He is the same. A limited God gives limited help. And that God is good and he doesn't want you to walk through life struggling. He doesn't want you carrying all of this junk with you every day he has something better you can travel light but in order to hand the stuff off to God you gotta you gotta have the right idea of who he is Yahweh I am is my shepherd hey this is Pastor Chris again thanks for listening if today's talk was helpful in your spiritual life odds are there's someone you know who could benefit from it Take a minute right now to share it with them. And if you live in the area, come try out a service in person because church is more fun with friends. See you next time.